Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues return to action tonight against the Buffalo Sabres with their final home game before the All-Star break. The Blues get three players back from injury, Vladimir Tarasenko, Tori Krug, and Logan Brown. Unfortunately, though, it isn't all clean in terms of the injury front. They do lose Pavel Buchnevich to injured reserve after having a minor ankle surgery. I'm going to be talking about all of that and more, plus Tage Thompson playing against the Blues. Busy episode, lots of fun stuff. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time tuning into the show, then welcome. Glad to have you. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms. If this isn't your first time tuning in, you're a returning listener. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Locked On Blues part of your daily routine, making the show your first listen. We have a lot to talk about today. Um... The injury, good injury news in terms of Vladimir Tarasenko, um, Logan Brown, and Tori Krug. The unfortunate injury news with Pavel Buchnevich. Some trade rumors, and of course, the game against the Buffalo Sabres. But before I get into any of that, I want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, which is the brand new official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started a little more about them later in the episode but let's just talk about the blues talk about the injuries i figured that's the best way to start this one off um before getting into you know the trade rumors and then finally previewing tonight's game against the buffalo sabers so let's just jump into it um Blues get three guys back from injury. Let's go one at a time, talk about them, talk about their importance um, for different reasons, one reason or another. So let's jump into it. Um, First up, kind of go from least to most important. Obviously, all three of these guys are very important. Um, But yeah, let's start talking about Logan Brown. Uh, Was on injury reserve for a decent chunk of time, but is now making his return to the lineup tonight, um, coming off of injured reserve. And what that really does for the St. Louis Blues is hopefully add a little bit more identity to their uh their bottom six. I think their bottom six was struggling in the absence of all these players. You know, they they had a really rough fourth line filled with a bunch of AHLers, third line, same thing. Um Nolachari obviously has been great down there at times and and you know Tyler Pitlick, Torpchenko, all those guys, they've had their flashes, they've had their moments, but I think the moral of the story is that the Blues were just missing some depth down there in that bottom six. And Logan Brown does a very good job of reestablishing that. I think he can come in and and add some identity to that bottom six. I'm not sure who's in, who's out of this lineup. Um, I will pull that up and bring that up later on in the show. But, um, you know, overall, I think Logan Brown is sort of a a sneaky player um, in the sense that, you know, he's a little bit underrated. I think he adds a lot. Um, I'm pulling up the lineups here now. He is going to be the third line right wing alongside Jake Neighbors and Nola Chari. I think he adds a lot of... um, interesting dynamics to that line you know his size and his skill 
is going to just open up space for Jake Neighbors even more. You know, he's got two very physical players alongside of him now in Nolachari and Logan Brown. So I'm very, very excited to see how that goes um, and to see what Jake Neighbors can do with that line. Fourth line is still a little bit weak, in my opinion, with Toropchenko, Walker, and Pitlick there. But, you know, that's only going to improve so much when O'Reilly comes back um, and Buchnevich, obviously, as well. So bottom six definitely has a little bit more identity now. I'm excited to see what Logan Brown can do on that third line. Like I said, he has been, you know, hasn't had a ton of consistent playing time lately due to his injuries. But when he has been with the team, he has been a big presence, you know, literally, and um, just in the sense of how he affects the game. So I'm excited to get him back. Moving on from him, talking about who I think is the second most important player to return from injury, and that is Tory Krug. Tory Krug has been injured for a while um, and has also been injured, you know, off and on with the St. Louis Blues throughout his career, and he has been a good addition to the team. You know, he, he adds a really good dynamic for them on the defensive end. He is probably their best offensive defenseman and is by far their best power play quarterback, and the power play was okay in his absence, but I'm excited to see... Uh, how it will improve with him being added to the lineup. Um, you know, but more importantly, it just adds some defensive depth, something that has really been lacking um, lately. You know, um, Nico Mikula, uh, Tyler Tucker, there's been there's been a lot of names playing high up in the lineup that you wouldn't typically expect or hope for. Uh, Krug does find himself on that third pairing with Tyler Tucker, which I honestly like a lot. I think Tori Krug is not a liability at 5v5, but... He's not the best defenseman to have out there at 5v5 for sure. He's he's small, he's undersized, he's not the greatest defensively, and he's definitely lost a step um, from his from his peak days. You know, he's not quite that same player anymore. So having him playing with Tyler Tucker, I think is going to do wonders. Um, that pairing is pretty solid down there. You know, all of a sudden you go from an absolutely ravaged defensive core to a pretty decent six guys. You know, Letty Pareko, Mikola Falk, and then Krug-Tucker, I think those are three solid defensive pairings. You know, none of them really stick out as a first pairing, which is unfortunate, but there is a decent amount of depth there. So before I continue talking about all the injury news, et cetera, et cetera, I want to tell you guys about a brand new sponsor, and that is FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, the NFL playoffs are fully underway, and we are so, so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, and that is FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and also easy. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All you have to do is sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line, point spread, point spreads, player props, plus you can even combine your bets to get a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So, football fans, hockey fans, fans of any sport, do not miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so the St. Louis Blues did a one-for-one Russian-for-Russian trade. They gained Vladimir Tarasenko back, but they lost Pavel Buchnevich. Going to start talking about Vladimir Tarasenko and his return, the impacts there, etc. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko obviously is probably the best pure 
goal scorer sniper on the St. Louis Blues, one of the best snipers in the game. He has a ridiculous shot. Um, you know, he is arguably the face of the Blues over the last few years. Uh, he is, you know, I followed him since he was a rookie. He's a very, very exciting player, and I cannot wait to get him back in the lineup. I think he adds a lot of dynamic offensive power to the St. Louis Blues, to that top six. He's playing alongside Ivan Barbashev and Braden Shen, so I think he does really good things for that line. I think Braden Shen's playmaking ability and his physicality will complement Vladimir Tarasenko very well, and Barbashev's two-way ability will help there as well. And just having someone to take the attention off of the other guys, you know, wear down opposing defenses a little bit more. It's only going to uh, help that first line of Thomas, Cairo, and Brandon Saad as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing him return to the lineup. And I will talk about this a little bit later in the episode, you know, after I talk about Papa Buchnevich. But the major implications there with Tarasenko returning aren't just for his impacts for the St. Louis Blues, but it's also the fact that he is, unfortunately, more than likely getting traded Um at or before the trade deadline, you know, the Blues are out of a playoff spot and they continue to, you know, struggle and they haven't made up a ton of ground there. So I would not be surprised to see them be sellers at the deadline and Tarasenko to be included in that list. But before I get into all of that fun conversation, I want to talk about Pavel Buchnevich. Now, Pavel Buchnevich is a very, very good player. Obviously, if you've watched the Blues, you know that. However, lately he's been a little bit inconsistent. He hasn't had the quite the production that we would hope out of him and that he would probably hope out of himself and it definitely seemed like he was playing a little bit slow um for one reason or another you know we know he had been dealing with a nagging injury here and there and today we got confirmation that that is in fact exactly what the situation was for Pavel Buchnevich and he underwent a minor surgical procedure on his ankle to fix a contusion which is like kind of like a cut, bruise sort of thing. So he's had a dinged up ankle there for a while, so much so that he needed surgery to replace it. It doesn't sound like it's anything super serious. Obviously, whenever you throw around the word surgery for a player, it's scary and it's concerning and you think about like season ending, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like it was more of a cleanup. You know, I don't even think he's, um, you know, too, too limited in terms of his mobility and stuff after the surgery. I think it's more just he needs to take some time to recover for the the surgery surgery spots heal and him to get back up to full strength. So hopefully, you know, with him coming back, he is stronger and better than he was before. You know, I think that injury was definitely causing him some trouble um, and was limiting his ability to be a successful player. So as much as it's unfortunate in the short term, I think long term, it is the best thing to do for Buchnevich and the Blues as a whole. And look, if you're in the boat that you want this team to tank and trade away people at the deadline and potentially get a good spot in the draft lottery, then this Buchnevich news isn't all that bad because, again, like I said, it's nothing to be worried about long-term, but it is going to help the Blues lose games here moving forward and then also get Buchnevich fully healthy for the remainder of this season and next season as well where the St. Louis Blues are going to have a very, very, very different-looking team. Uh, and that is because of all of the trades they are thinking about making. Uh, Elliot Friedman on his podcast had some very interesting notes about the St. Louis Blues. So before we get into the preview tonight between the Blues and the Buffalo Sabres, I want to talk about that. Now, he talked about Vladimir Tarasenko. He talked about Ryan O'Reilly and he talked about a few others. I don't have the quote right in front of me, but I can paraphrase. It was something along the lines of, do I think Ryan O'Reilly is going to get traded? Absolutely. Do I think Vladimir Tarasenko is going to get traded? Absolutely. But he also mentioned that the Blues have some other pieces, not just those two, that they are potentially shopping around and looking to move 
as well. And those guys are Ivan Barbashev, Noel Achari, and Nico Mikola, potentially others as well. But those were the names that Friedman listed. So it sounds like as of right now, the Blues are thinking about cleaning house come trade deadline. I mean, we can go down the list one by one. Vladimir Tarasenko maybe is going to be the biggest fish on the market for the trade deadline. Um, you know, hopefully he he proves that the injury wasn't anything to worry about, that he gets back and he continues to produce and continues to increase his value because I think there are going to be a lot of teams that need a first or second line winger who can score goals. It's one of the most valuable assets to have in the NHL. Um, I know teams like the New York Islanders are rumored to be interested, and obviously there's probably a few other teams out there as well that are in need of that. So Vladimir Tarasenko, I think, could fetch a huge return, especially considering some of the trades we saw in the offseason. I think the Blues could get multiple picks multiple prospects, potentially a roster player for him. So, look, it sucks. I love Vladimir Tarasenko. He was my favorite player. He probably still is my favorite player. I fell in love with him. I fell in love with the St. Louis Blues. It would really, really hurt to see him play in another uniform. However, the realist in me is thinking, you know what? This team probably isn't going anywhere this season, um, barring a ridiculous 2019-esque turnaround, which... A little too late, you know, a little bit later than you would like for that to get started. So for the best long-term benefit for the St. Louis Blues, I think getting a huge return for Vladimir Tarasenko is incredibly exciting. Um, Could change the outlook of this team for years moving forward. Could reopen a window in which uh, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas are your two leaders. And, you know, you, you use them as your new core. And with the picks and prospects that you hopefully get in a Vladimir Tarasenko trade, you have a much easier time making that rebuild, quote unquote, as short as possible. Um, same sort of thing can be said for Ryan O'Reilly. Um, obviously, his case is a little bit different because he is still injured. I don't even think he's skating yet unless things have changed. So his timeline is a little bit longer. I think his was like one or two weeks longer than Vladimir Tarasenko's. So in the next week or two, hopefully we get more news about him. But still... Um, same sort of thing. He is their captain, which stinks, you know, and you worry about what that might do to a locker room trading away the captain at the trade deadline. But the Blues have shown that they're not afraid to get rid of their captains in the past. And frankly, if O'Reilly's leaving this year, I would rather get assets for him at the trade deadline than, you know, have him walk away for nothing at the end of the year, especially if the Blues don't even make the playoffs. So O'Reilly's probably gone too. Similar package to Tarasenko, probably a little bit smaller as he has regressed offensively. He's still obviously a tremendous player defensively, So, and he is a center, so I could be wrong. They could garner similar uh, packages, similar returns, but we'll have to see as the deadline gets closer. And then talking about guys like Nola Chari, Ivan Barbashev, and Nico Mikla, those are depth guys for the Blues, but very, very valuable pieces as rentals for teams that are trying to make a, a cup push. Um not nearly as big of returns as guys like Tarasenko and O'Reilly, but still returns that I think the Blues uh, are excited about and that Blues fans should be excited about. You know, maybe a second-round pick, maybe a decent, you know, B-level prospect, maybe even a first-round pick if they package some other players alongside with it as well. The Blues could be sitting very, very pretty at the draft. Um, and in the offseason as well, I got, like I predicted, I think this team is going to look very, very, very different next season. Um Probably no O'Reilly, probably no Tarasenko, no Barbashev, no Mikola, no Achari. That is a lot of pieces that they would need to fill in, a lot of, of you know, roster areas that would need to be touched on. And it's an exciting time, you know. It's a, very much a transition year for the St. Louis Blues. And I hope that they take advantage. I hope that they don't, you know, 
punt this season and 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 you know have a bunch of guys walk away for nothing you know looking at the long term I think it is best for the Blues and for the future of the team that they trade away anyone that was leaving at the end of the year for anything you know rather have them get traded and you get some assets back rather than have them walk at the end of the year for nothing but also you know I would like to see O'Reilly and Tarasenko go to a team where they can help you know push for a cup contend for a cup I will have no ill will towards either of them if they get traded when they get traded um, so that'll be an interesting watch, you know, definitely a lot of news is going to be talking about here as the trade deadline approaches. But before I get into anything else, before I wrap up today's episode, I want to quickly preview tonight's matchup against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll be right back with that. Make sure you stay tuned. All right. The St. Louis Blues have one final game in the longest homestand of their season. They are taking on the Buffalo Sabres. Currently, they are 3-3-0 along this homestand. They hope that they can obviously get a win and go 4-3-0. But we will see. The Sabres are struggling right now. They are 1-4 in their last five, but they are obviously a very, very good team. Um, Tage Thompson has been an otherworldly player for them. Uh, the Blues took on Buffalo earlier this season and fell 6-2. to two. They gave up five unanswered goals. Very, very ugly. Um, however, at home, the Blues have won nine straight home games, which is their longest active home win streak against anybody else. A couple guys to watch. I think Tage Thompson obviously is a guy that Buffalo is going to be, you know, relying on to produce a majority of their offense tonight. Um, O'Reilly... I was going to say O'Reilly's going to have a tall task of sending him down, but that's not quite the case um, because O'Reilly is not playing. But the Blues are going to have a very tall task of, of shutting him down. And when he inevitably lights the Blues up tonight, whether it just be with dirty dangles or goals and assists, it's going to create some fun conversations about whether or not the Blues lost the O'Reilly trade, which we don't need to talk about. I've talked about that before. Um, looking at some more stats, the Buffalo Sabres are fourth in the Atlantic. Uka Pekalukunen is likely getting the start for them. Similar stats to Jordan Bennington, who again is likely getting the start for the St. Louis Blues. Buffalo has the second most goals per game in the NHL, 10th most shots on goal, 6th in power play, 2nd in shooting percentage, but they are the worst face-off team in the NHL. So they have a really strong offense, but hopefully the Blues can win a majority of face-offs and regain control that way. Um, defensively, the Sabres aren't that good. 23rd in goals allowed, 25th in shots allowed, 28th in penalty kill, and 5th in penalty minutes. So it seems like special teams is going to be a a big area tonight. The Sabres are 6th on the power play, but 28th on the penalty kill compared to the Blues, 25th on the penalty kill. So got to stay out of the box. And when you get going the box, you can't give up momentum-killing goals. The Blues need to do a good job of limiting the Sabres' opportunities in that way. Um, Jordan Bennington needs to do a good job. They, you know, the Sabres take a ton of shots. They score a ton of goals. And Jordan Bennington is definitely going to have a tall, tall task for sure. Um, but I think I think it's going to be an interesting game. You know, I think the, this is a game that the Blues are going to do better than some people think. I think they match up fairly well against the Sabres. And they were playing them well last time before they sort of just lost focus and gave up five unanswered, which was very, very ugly, obviously. But that being said... Um, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a fun return to action for, you know, Tarasenko, Krug, and Logan Brown. I think the team will have a little bit of extra momentum because of that. That being said, though, you know, Tage Thompson, it's going to be a tough one. Um, and because of that, my pick for locked on player of the game is Jordan Bennington. Tage Thompson is a spectacular goal scorer. He's huge. Um, and the Sabres offense is deadly. You know, a lot of youth, a lot of speed. 
lot of good goal scorers. So if the Blues want to do well, Jordan Bennington is going to have to have a solid game. He's going to have to keep the Buffalo Sabres from scoring um, at their 3.78 goals per game clip because I think if they score four goals, four plus goals, it's going to be very difficult for the Blues to get a win. But it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. I want to make sure I get this episode out before the game. It looks like it's going to drop just before the game. So if you listen to this afterwards, hopefully uh, I was right. Hopefully Jordan Bennington plays well. And hopefully the Blues get a 4-3 to three victory in overtime. I don't know. Random prediction. Let's hope I'm right. That being said, that is all the time I have. Like I said, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button, whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode, subscribe to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues, follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Blues. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great week. Have a great day. And as always, let's go Blues.